Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Musings of Your Mind and a Fan podcast. My name is Paul, your regular host. On today's show, I'll be talking about Manchester United's performance against Leicester um, yesterday. Uh, Manchester United defeated Leicester by one goal to nil uh, away at Leicester with the goal scored by Jaden Sancho. And um, it was. Uh, a good result for Manchester United in the context of how our season has begun and we are now fifth on the table in the Premier League which is a good um, well I would say a good thing and we are moving upwards and onwards from 20th in the league after our loss to Brentford a few weeks back so I think um, we are in a good place at the moment it's not yet Uhuru but at least we can see some stability and positive direction. I'm going to talk about the league game in depth. I didn't do a podcast um, about the Southampton game, um, which was played over the weekend. Man United won one goal to nothing again with a long goal scored by Bruno Fernandes this time. I will do a quick review on that game, then do an in-depth review of the Leicester game as well then look ahead towards um, the game against Arsenal that's how I want to uh, do today's show so I hope you sit tight and enjoy my thoughts and reactions to these performances right right after the break don't go anywhere thank you for joining and thank you for staying tuned um thank you for taking out time to listen to this podcast i'm indeed honored by those who are regular listeners on the show i appreciate you all all right back to news about or issues with manchester united well i didn't do a podcast uh, like i said earlier over the south Thing game um because i was very busy over the weekend over during the course of the week have been very very busy with a lot of stuff and so I wanted to quickly do a quick review on the game yes we defeated Southampton with a great goal scored by Bruno Fernandes um, but I have to say that Bruno has been poor he is still very poor he is a captain deputizing for Harry Maguire's absence which is uh, music to our ears we my United fans we, we can't wait to see the back of him, although I figured that at some point um, he will find his way back into the team, especially if um, we are scoring lots of goals. Um, now that we aren't scoring many, I think it's good that people like Maguire are out of the team so as not to um, become vulnerable to considering um, too many goals and undoing the hard work that we've been doing these last couple of games. Anyways. Um, we defeated Southampton good, solid defensive performance we saw Casemiro coming on for the first time for Manchester United having an impact in the game in the 10 to 15 minutes he was on the pitch and 
again martinez lisandro martinez who was heavily criticized even by me um after they lost to Bradford, you know showing how classy he is showing that he's a beast and indeed he's living up to the name the butcher of amsterdam and i'm very happy with the performance of our defense our midfield again as long as bruno is um playing in that midfield we may not be able to have a grip of that midfield also if players like mctominay still find their way in the team um of course mctominay uh, has not been doing too badly um he has been okay um but you don't expect to control the midfield with players like him and bruno starting you know, the only classic person in that midfield is christian erickson and erickson um is i think he's 31 years now and he has been tiring um at some point in the game maybe midway into the second half he begins to fade out of the game he usually starts well in the first half does very well but in, at some point in the game erickson begins to Feed and that is where your substitutions are very important. But at this point in time, Ten Hag has been playing it safe, he has not been maximizing all his substitutions, probably because he's afraid that um, if he brings players he doesn't trust yet, they could uh, make the team vulnerable and concede goals. Um, usually, substitutions are easy to make or are far much more easier to make when you are winning handsomely or leading by a fair number of goals if you're leading by three goals it's easy to make substitutions but when you're leading by a long goal there's little room for error so unless the changes are forced upon you um, you try to stick with what you got unless you concede the goal so i think that's why Ten Hag has been very cautious in making certain substitutions uh, Van de Beek has not played the last two games as a sub and players like Eriksen and Bruno, Van de Beek can easily deputize for them but he's sticking to Bruno and Eriksen and as long as he's getting results we can't really fault Eriksen Hag so I think um, our result against Southampton was a good one it was very important that we won that game because it would have if we had lost the game or even dropped points it would have undone all the hard work we did in defeating Liverpool at Old Trafford so we built on that result and we, we won that game by a long goal and we still went on to win the game against Leicester yesterday which was a very good result as well so I think these results have been very good but there's a lot to be done concerning this Manchester United midfield and attack it appears we have um, a first-choice defence. Um, the players have been outstanding. Dalot, Varane, Martinez and Malasia, they've all been outstanding. The Jato have been good. They've all, we have a settled defence and one we can work on. Let's just hope that players like Varane will remain fit for most of this season and not uh, suffer any injuries that could open the door for players like Maguire or Lindelof coming back into the fold. They need to be on the bench and be playing some of these Europa League games at home, you know. I think these are the, that is the level that we are in at the moment. Uh, that defence line can deal with um, many teams in the Premier League 
maybe not the Manchester City defense. I mean, sorry, attack, but many of the different attacks in this league, maybe the Spurs attack, Arsenal attack, that defense can, I'm sure, hold their own and give a good performance. Where I'm worried about is in the attack mostly because the attack looks um, poor at the moment. Marshall is injured again and uh, Rashford has not been doing very well. Um, in all honesty, yes, he scored against Liverpool and he grabbed the, an assist against Leicester yesterday, but he has been poor. And Ronaldo, I think the reason why they've not been playing Ronaldo from the start is so that they can protect his sell-on value if eventually he gets sold. I don't think that's going to be happening anytime anymore since the transfer window has shut in England. If we do sell Ronaldo, then we have to look for a replacement and if that's not possible now that the window is shut in the in England or in the UK. So I figure that um, Ronaldo will be staying from in Manchester United. So we have a striker but um, we need to start getting Ronaldo into the team. But we need cover for Ronaldo. But we don't have cover. Rashford easily could have done that but he had been poor in these games. Um, he has started in the as a striker so we we have a problem a striker problem Rashford is good from the left Sancho is also very good from the left they all look more comfortable playing from the left same as Marshall so it's very important that we find a solution to the striker crisis probably in January and we get another striker as a backup to Ronaldo um, so that if Ronaldo gets injured or eventually leaves the club we can have someone dependent uh, a dependable striker to fall back on but i'm happy with um, the fact that um, ronaldo is not going to be leaving i think that he has a lot to offer Manchester united and when the team settles down um, in the course of the season i'm sure he will he'll be scoring um, lots of goals again for Manchester united i hope um, Ronaldo will, live, will even exceed and surpass the performances last season in terms of goal scoring. So, um, there's not much to add about the Southampton game down to say that we didn't create too many chances. And we were defensively, defensively solid and um, our attack um, has been overall poor. Elanga, again, average and poor offers really nothing just runs around and um, Rashford has been poor too Marshall is injured um, Ronaldo starts from the bench and takes his time to get into the game now that we've signed Anthony hopefully Anthony will hit the ground running um, maybe he may not start against Arsenal but he may come in as a sub or maybe be read available for the fixture next week Thursday and um, yeah basically that is it so I'm happy that uh, with the results of the last couple of days so in the Leicester game yesterday um, it was again not an easy game we were not vintage by any means but we got a good result we defeated Leicester by a long goal and um, the goal was scored by Jaden Sancho great goal um, by Jaden Sancho the goal, the goal was well worked and 
Leicester are at a bad place now, and so I can understand why we were able to get away with not considering any. Normally, we would probably concede a goal against Leicester, um, but we were able to win by a long goal, and it's not like because we were, we, of course, we we're defensively solid, but Leicester too were quite poor going forward, you know. So I think. I think all these factors contributed to my United winning that game yesterday. However, I want to look at some individual performances. I don't want to dwell too much on the defence. We all know the performance of the defenders. They've been very good. Malaysia, Varane, Martinez, Dalot. They've all been very, very good. Dalot was involved again with the goal that was scored by Sancho. And the jail made a very good save in the second half from uh, James Madison's free kick. And um, he's not been having much to do really in this last couple of games. In terms of the number of saves he has been making, he has not been making too many saves. But when he have, whenever he has been called to action, he's been superb, which is what we want. We don't want our goalkeeper to be winning man of the match or winning player of the player of the season like it has been the norm this last couple of years. So. I think that um, the defence has been outstanding these last three games. They've considered only one goal in three matches, which is um, very uncommon from this Manchester United defence. We've, we've considered lots of goals uh, under the old regime, under the Rannick regime. We considered goals a lot. And we had to keep clean sheets. Now, we have kept two clean sheets. We've stopped the rot of away losses. We lost about seven games away from home in a row, which is a very which is a terrible record to have, you know. And we've stopped that rot and won two away games back to back. So I'm hoping that we'll continue this run against Arsenal on Sunday. But I'll get to that um, later on in this podcast. So uh, in the midfield, again, I think uh, Matomini was decent. Um, but he was by no means um, outstanding. But I think he had a decent game, a good game by his standards. When Casemiro came on, he also brought some steel into the midfield, which is something we've been lacking. And I'm happy we really signed Casemiro. Unfortunately, we, we signed him. Um, we are signing him in the latter stages of his career. But I believe he can give us two, three, four years of um, service. Um, in his position, so let's see how that uh, works out for Manchester United. Um, Ericsson again was very good in the first half, but faded again in the second half. Bruno, you know, has been erratic, wasteful, and all that. Rashford too was poor. Um, so although he, got, he grabbed the assist, kudos to him, but I think he was not very good overall. And when Ronaldo came on, I think many of us saw the difference Ronaldo brought in when he came on compared to Rashford uh, and him leading the line. So I think I think Ronaldo should start against Arsenal on Sunday. Um, I believe if he starts, we'll have a very good chance of winning. I think Ronaldo has had enough games to put him in fine shape and in good stead to play Arsenal and those are the kind of games you want your best players to be playing. I expect that um, uh, Eric Ten Hag will play Cristiano Ronaldo 
and players like Casemiro against Arsenal. You don't bring this kind of players and put them on the bench against Arsenal. It doesn't make any sense. Arsenal is the uh, is a team that is really flying high. They've won the only team that has won all their games. Five games, 15 points. I think this is Arsenal's best start in a very long time. And they're all buzzing. And they're, I'm sure they'll be very confident of getting a result at Old Trafford. But we, we are the team that often busts a lot of bubbles and you know, breaks some of these um, good runs. So I expect Manchester United to make a statement on Sunday when we take on Arsenal at Old Trafford. Um, so... Um, who else did I not talk about? Elanga again was poor and he was chalked off for Ronaldo. Uh, I think Casemiro, um, I guess Leicester. So, um, Sancho too was taking off, uh, Rashford was taking In fact, the whole front three were taken off and replaced by midfielders and Ronaldo, Casemiro, Fred, Ronaldo. Those were the subs that Raf, sorry, I beg your pardon, Eric Ten Hag made. Um, against Leicester and the result was a good result but a poor overall a poor performance for Manchester United it's we had to dig deep ground the wing um, and we survived you know um, there were a few there was a few nervous moments toward the latter uh, in the latter stages of the game and in stoppage time uh, but I think um, Defensively, we were quite solid, and I'm happy with the performance in the defense. Um, in the midfield, we need to gain more control of the midfield and create more opportunities. And I believe we may need to drop players like Bruno if we really want to gain control of the midfield and create more chances. Bruno gives us a, an attacking threat, a goal threat, and that is why he is still remaining in the team. And he has credit in the bank. Um, but I think if I were in Eric Ten Hag's shoes, I would drop Bruno because he had been um, poor or average at best uh, this last couple of months. In fact, for the most of 2022, he had been very poor. He's a shadow of the Bruno that we saw when he joined Manchester United a few years ago. And um, of course, he got the goal like against Southampton, but it, by, it doesn't by any means... Um, undo some of the poor performances uh, he has been exhibiting this last couple of months. So I'm sure Eric Tenag will still start Bruno against Arsenal. These are the games he loves playing. Um, these are the big zone, the big games you can go with your best players. Um, I would gamble and bring in Van de Beek or someone else to play. Um, in to play alongside Christian Eriksen and Casemiro. You know, then um, in the attack, start Ronaldo. I would still go with Rashford from the left and play Sancho on the right. I think that's the best of the front we have at the moment. Um, or if Anthony is fit to start, then play Anthony and play Sancho and drop Rashford and start with Ronaldo. Bringing Rashford um, towards the last 17, I mean, in the last 20 minutes of the game, you can bring in Rashford. To stretch the Arsenal defense and you know, possibly bring um, create openings for a late goal if the game is still on a knife edge, you know, things like that. So um, I'm happy we we sort of have some strength in that uh, in terms of um, 
resources we can call upon. Uh, we are by no means a finished article. Um, we are still very poor overall compared to Manchester City and Liverpool and Spurs and Arsenal and even Chelsea. So I think of all the big six, we are at the bottom rung of the big six. And uh, I think I I think there's some cause for optimism in the, in the fact that we've signed some players who will address some of the issues um, that needs to be that have been giving us problems so this last couple of years, uh, namely which is the defensive midfield position we've signed Casemiro, and you don't get many there are not many better defense defensive midfielders in world football today than Casemiro, and. I believe he will have an impact uh, in Manchester United. He's still very energetic and I'm very pleased with what I've seen in the last two games he's played. I expect him to start against Arsenal because Arsenal, the Arsenal game is a very big game. I think bigger than it has been for a, a long time now. And I hope we will defeat Arsenal and make a statement. If we defeat Arsenal, we'll probably be in the top four positions, but would have closed the gap between us and Arsenal to three points, which is a good um, a good thing because I know Arsenal will at some point drop points against um, uh, some of the mid-table teams and big boys like City, Spurs, and so on. So that's my take on the game. So. Um, that is me looking forward to the game against Arsenal. I expect Ronaldo to start. I expect um, Anthony to come on at some point, even if he doesn't start against Arsenal. Um, then I expect Casemiro to be in midfield. And Eric Ten Hag could bring McTominay to show up the midfield if necessary. Um, remove one of the wingers. You know, I don't mind that. Um, at all, like I'll be doing with Casemiro. So, I think we're in a good place if we can score. If we score against Arsenal first, I'm pretty sure we'll get the result that we need. Um, We will not be scoring too many goals now until Ronaldo hits form, you know, and our attack can click, you know. I don't think we'll score too many goals, but I believe we can score at least two and we can at least keep Arsenal out and limit um not concede too many let's say at most we concede a goal because i don't think arsenal will not score arsenal has scored in all their games this season so i expect them to at least hit the back of the net at least once but if we can outscore them at old trafford then we have a chance of winning that game so that's it basically from my analysis of uh, manchester united um over the last two games and looking ahead to Arsenal. Um, before I go, I would like to talk about the transfers. Um, we've sold a few players in this transfer window. We've sold and tied Chong to Birmingham City and the fee is undisclosed. Um, we've also sold James Garner to Everton. Um, I've never seen Garner play for Manchester United in the in an important game, I think Eric Ten Hag has assessed the situation and feels that he's not um, good enough for Manchester United. Looking at what we have, he's probably is not much better than McDominay. Um, 
I think the jury may be out on that. I think Jimmy Ghana um, has a football brain better than McTominay, but um, McTominay is a, is a mainstay in the Manchester United midfield, so I think he has become surplus requirement. So we sold Andres Pereira, we sold James Ghana, and we sold Tai Chung. Um, we were able to bring in Dubravka, and we were able to sign Anthony for 82 million pounds. Um, we've also brought in Casemiro, Malasia, Ericsson, and uh, Lissandro Martinez. So, overall, I think this is a decent window. I think some of the deals could have been done much earlier, um, but this is what it is. Um, we finally have some of the players we have. I wish we could have signed a striker. Um, maybe Memphis Depay or even on Bermiang who ended up in Chelsea. If we could have signed one of those strikers, I think I would have been much, much happier uh, with our transfer business this season. Some people have been arguing that uh, the Glazers actually have been spending lots of money and uh, my United fans are insensitive in wanting them out of the club. I, I tend to disagree because We've seen the pattern of the Glazers. Yes, the Glazers may have spent lots of money in signing players over the years, but most of the players have been poor signings, not well scouted, uh, nothing. They've just been bought based on reputation, not looking whether they would fit the footballing netos of the manager or the club. And yet again, when new managers come, the Glazers tend to spend, but after a year or two, they begin to limit the spending and they could begin to grumble or get into trouble and eventually has to leave or get fired. We've seen that happening um, when Louis Van Hal came. When Louis Van Hal joined the club, I think in 2014, yeah. Um, there was a lot of spending in his time, but uh, the players that were signed, many of them uh, didn't really make it. The Maria didn't make it. Good si- good player, but couldn't cut it at uh, Manchester United for various reasons. Um, Schweinsteiger was injury prone, and you know there are many of many of them that w- that were signed that didn't really perform to the level we expected. Marco Rojo. Um, Morgan Schneider these are players that minor signed even Memphis Depay we signed these players but many of them did not live up to the high standards that we expected of them so what that means is that many of these players were not scattered properly and like especially Di Maria we just bought Di Maria because that was um, Di Maria he was good but he didn't fit the system Eric Ten Hag wanted to play, you know. I beg your pardon, Louis Van Gaal, not Eric Ten Hag. So, so we've spent lots of money over the years, but we've not signed very well. Then again, another trend that will happen is that after the coach is backed, then as time goes on, the volume of support he gets begins to diminish, like in the case of Van Gaal. Like in the case of Jose Mourinho, Mourinho, when he joined in 2016, 
was given lots of uh, money to sign players and he signed a lot of players. He signed Mkhitaryan, signed Eric Bailly, he signed um, a few others. Um, transfer business was done quite early. But as time went on, um, he was not getting the support he needed and eventually he fell out with the management. So, um, and he got sacked as a result. He fell out with management, fell out with some of the players. So, these are the issues. Um, so, I think it's happening again. Um, the, the club will not strengthen as when they ought to strengthen. Then, if they strengthen, they stop strengthening once they see that there's some progress being made. So we don't build on the progress that has been made, which is the biggest problem we've had with the way the club is run. And if you look at it, um, we, we, have, we always find it difficult to get players, surplus to current out of the club. And we also struggle to get players into the club, you know. And they, many teams take us for mugs and take advantage of the naivety and the um, foolishness of the people who are involved in our transfer dealings. So, like the way Barcelona treated us this summer, you know, is abysmal. It's terrible. The freaking the young saga. That was how we dragged Jadon Sancho signing with Dortmund for over a year till we finally got him. And this is playing out again with uh, with Frankie De Jong. I feel that we could we should have moved away from Frankie De Jong after a reasonable period of time of trying to sign him yet there were a lot of you know um, issues surrounding his wages and all that anyway that is my take really on on the state of Manchester United in terms of the transfer window I think the transfer window I will give it um, out of uh, 1 to 10 I will give it a 6 out of 10 um, I still feel that we should have strengthened a bit more um, found the right back to either find someone to challenge that lot or even um, be his first choice uh, over that lot someone like Denzel Dumfries um, then a striker who could be a backup to Cristiano Ronaldo or even be the main attacker while Ronaldo becomes a bench trauma if if the striker is quite good and all that that's what I feel um, but um, that's my take on our transfer dealings um, in the last couple of days so I hope um, in as time goes on players like Lindelof, Maguire will be offloaded Phil Jones offloaded out of this club so that much more important or better players will be allowed to come into the squad and have the opportunity to the opportunity to compete and challenge um, players who are already in the squad for places so i would like to stop here for today this has been a very long podcast and that's because i've talked about a lot of things so i hope i didn't bore you with my ramblings so thank you so much for taking out time to listen to this podcast to this level if you did i will see you after i game against arsenal on sunday 
Hopefully, Manchester United will defeat Arsenal and continue their recent good run of results. So, thank you all for listening. Do enjoy your weekend and bye for now.